0: All right. We're back. This time I'm running a little solo or not a little bit, but running solo over the past couple of weeks. I've, have been dealing with just kind of processing, you know, what my future looks like. I think a lot of us, um, we go through these moments in life where it's really easy to, um, get focused on our past or we're focused on the issue that we're dealing with in life, we get discouraged. So I wanted to talk about that today. I want to talk about having purpose, or finding purpose when you're in the thick of a storm. I think that's probably the most relatable topic that most people, if not all people, can relate to we all deal with just trying to figure it out right and i think there's there's a couple of themes that i'm realizing that i continue to see in my life which is it's really easy to you know it's really, it's really easy to play pity the fool and um, and i think there's so many people out there in this world that are dealing with so much hurt and pain from past relationships and uh, and and you know i am guilty of adding to those those issues right in in previous relationships whether it's friendships or girlfriends or spouses we're all guilty of carrying some influence in that right but over the past couple of weeks i i have been reading through the, the final you know chapters of Isaiah and I um, have another devotional that I that I listen to on the glorify app it's not a, this is not a sponsored uh, uh, shout out but this uh, the glorify app is is an amazing app it uh, really what they do is they create a devotional that's short so that people can just open it up and do it. And so, you know, maximum you're going to spend maybe five to seven minutes uh, doing this devotional. And it takes you through, you know, first reading a quote for the day. And then from there you you read the scripture for that day and, and they break it down. It's kind of like a mini sermon after reading that scripture. And it kind of paints the picture and relates it it relates it to, to what we're seeing in the world, right? And there's a lot of deep, a lot of deep connections in the human condition, right? And through that, you know, you go through uh, kind of that little mini sermon, and then it goes straight into uh, just a devotional time of reflection. Um, and they walk you through it and it's a really great, great app. If you, if you are looking for something to just get started, don't know how to get, get a devotional going or, or or looking, um, this is, this is for you. I mean, this is one of those, um, it's one of those resources that helps build behaviors in creating, uh, the consistency that we need in our lives, right? When it comes to reading scripture, when it comes to, uh, investing in what God wants to do in our life right it's it's our it's our saying yes it's that simple you know what we've talked about over the past uh, few episodes right our simple yes nothing extraordinary but God uses it to do extraordinary things and um, over the past couple of weeks I've been reading through, Hebrews, and now we're you know uh, they they took us through John uh, chapter seven, six or seven through ten verses seven through ten, and uh, it's talking about uh, Jesus is is basically telling this crowd um, how God works, which is He's a shepherd. Actually, let me let me pull it up because I think it's far better for me to just read it. So I'm going to read from the the message version. And it's uh, again, John, oh, sorry, John chapter 10, verses 6 through 10. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good, sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. As I read that today, a couple of things popped out at me. And then, you know, God does things, in amazing ways, he uses the most simplest things. Um, Bill Johnson was talking about purpose. and the minute that he began speaking, it's a short clip on his Instagram. The minute that he started talking about it, I just felt the Holy Spirit just kind of hit me in this in this in this moment speaking to me and and showing me truths giving me wisdom in the moment. And and what he what he walked me through was that life is not going to be easy. He never throughout scripture if you look all the way through, you know, the beginning of time with Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament, at like the Torah, into the New Testament, nothing was easy. And it's and this is this is where you know, Bill Johnson's Instagram post really shot out at me, which was that he called it out. It would be naive of us to think that and, and to say out loud, I'll never let any bad thing happen again. I mean, As a young person, it's really easy to say that. And it's really easy to guard yourself in a way that keeps people so far away that, yeah, you can, they're not going to hurt you, right? But it's going to be a lonely road. And so as he's speaking this, I, I was like, Jesus just sucker punched me. (laughs) That's not his heart, but just the analogy. That's kind of what I want to paint. Uh, it was a gut check. It was a moment of reflection that if I am expecting things to be perfect, man, do I have a long road ahead? And what I realized as I reflected on that, as it hit me and I, and I look at the relationships that I've had or that I have and that I've had, I look at the relationship with my children, my kids. And even just last week I met some, some people just randomly through just having dinner at at the bar that I was at um, while sitting at the bar having dinner and meeting this individual that is going through some really hard moments in his life where he had to make a decision on potentially walking away from his marriage. What are the odds that I was sitting at the bar of this restaurant next to this guy that's 60 years old? We'd get to talking about sports that ended up turning into a three hour conversation about Jesus. What are the odds? That wasn't a mistake. God knew exactly what he was doing. I had pulled up to the restaurant. I, was, I called my dad, asked him if he wanted to get dinner, and he had already eaten dinner. And, and I was like, well, I got to eat. So I might as well just go in and just get a bite to eat. My, my goal was to be there for like 30, 40 minutes and get out. And then the conversation happened. And then we, from that ministering moment, I end up having a conversation with a bartender that you know I've, I've made friends with, and and they were, they're also Christian. Those things are not coincidences, but there's 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 meaning to why I'm telling this story. As I started listening to Bill Johnson speak, and then as I read about Jesus, talking about him being the the shepherd and being with the sheep, and for me to think that life is. going to get easier just because you grow closer to god you know as you have a deeper relationship and intimacy with jesus life should get easier right that's the that's the crazy thought that i think a lot of us have what ended up happening in that moment as i heard bill speak was that jesus was telling me your purpose isn't about the easy road i found purpose in my season of question i found purpose when I don't know what to do next. And I think a lot of us feel that way. I think we all go through this battle of expectation. And um, Adrian couldn't record today, and I was going to wait till tomorrow potentially to record or just kind of figure out another, another time for us to, to sit down and do this. And I just felt led to have this conversation with you all. I felt like, "Whoa, well, God can give me that revelation through a simple Instagram post and give me a revelation of what my purpose is at the most random time, wasn't looking for it, wasn't even asking God for it. But I was questioning him. And in that questioning, that's why I love Jesus, because he can handle our questions. He answered. You know, I, I talked about when we, when we had Darren on the show Having to learn how to kind of remove myself from from the identity of being a husband, right? Because that's what I've been for nine years, and and uh, and, I, and I, you know, am questioning. Okay, God, what am I supposed to do now? Right? I think we all, as we go through tough times, um, even if we cause it in ourselves, <laughs> we go through tough times start questioning what we're we're supposed to do. But I just leaned in and I let him use this moment. And the only thing that I did was just say yes. There wasn't anything spectacular in Isaiah. Um, Let me look it up real quickly. I think it's Isaiah 52, but let me just double check before I quote it. Isaiah 53. Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus's coming one day, and then it's uh, verses two through six, and again, I'm going to read through them from the Message Bible. The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. There wasn't anything extraordinary about Jesus even though he was God, (laughs) which is, it's just crazy to think about, but he used, he uses the ordinary, ordinary moments, right? We talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago. And I think it's very difficult for anybody that is a believer that wants to believe to accept that because I think we want to see these crazy, extraordinary moments. I just got done literally coming back from, watching the movie uh Jesus uh Jesus Revolution and nothing wild happened except for someone saying yes a guy that encountered Jesus ended up in California Chuck Smith the pastor and God used that simple yes to create a movement that changed thousands of people's lives and as i think about as I think about my purpose, um, well, it's really easy for our mind to, to go into a, uh, into a place of where the solution, um, no, he didn't take anything that was exuberant in style. Actually, the opposite. What I learned about, you know, through that movie was hippies were seen as, this, you know, this negative People were having a hard time accepting that God wanted to do the work in these young people's lives that were dealing with, trying to find themselves, that were trying to figure out ways to get closure, get healing, find God. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for God. Just the simplest of, I mean, it's complex in its own way, right? I mean, as we look at addiction and things of that nature, those those are some big, big issues but they're not too big for God to use. And so all of these things, as I think about these ordinary moments, I am starting to see and continue to see God doing things in, in the most simplest of ways in my life. And that purpose that I'm, that I'm learning is something simple and it's just showing up for people. It's just being present, being, being a listening ear. I didn't go into that restaurant expecting for me to have the type of conversation that I had last Thursday. I didn't have a game plan. I didn't go into a place asking God for him to use me in the moment. But I said yes a long time ago. And when he wants to use you, he's going to use you. And he did that day. Nothing extraordinary. I'm not even going to say that I was the reason for the conversation. I'm not going to sit here and say that I changed these people's lives, but it was a moment for these individuals to see Jesus through me. That's wild. That's wild to think about. I'm so thankful because it blessed me. And as I had that interaction and I had that moment, I called Adrian the next day, told him about it. And uh, he and I have talked about this for a while. And one of those things is when you're in the pit, when you're deep in the mud, when you're in the valley, nothing gets you out quicker than serving people because it takes your eyes off of you and puts it on the things that matter. I'm not saying that there are things out there that are very hard to deal with. And that, you know, I'll tell you right now, going through a divorce, second divorce, That's that's tough. There's a lot of shame in that, a lot of conviction. There can even be a lot of condemnation through the lens of our own eyes and if you're dealing with that I'm telling you there's light at the end of that tunnel and there's purpose in your life now that purpose is just to love our neighbor just as we love ourselves to love Jesus with all our heart and I love there in the in the movie um, Jesus Re- Revolution there's a uh, there's a moment where Pastor Chuck Smith is talking to his wife. I think it's right at the beginning of the movie. And he, you know, they're watching this video of kind of war in the streets of America and uh, the actor, um, Kelsey, I don't even know his name. His full name, but anyways. He says, "Man, things are so so complex. So crazy." And his wife says, or actually before I get there, um, he's like, there's a lot of voices and it must be very difficult for these young people to figure out which voice to listen to. I love that so much because that relates to our time. I mean, this is in the 70s and doesn't that speak louder in our current culture, in the current position of the US, people are hurting. And uh, fast forward, um, <laughs> his wife says, truth is always the quiet voice. The liars are usually the loudest. And I'm paraphrasing. That that hit me so deep. It's kind of going back to my thought earlier what I was talking about where you know, I it's it's really easy for us to concentrate on the negative. It's really easy for us to concentrate on, you know, our problems. But we don't see going well or we don't, you know, aren't seeing the blessing or we're not wanting Uh, Or it's not things are not turning out in the way that we want them to. Those are lies. And the simple, quiet voice of Jesus is—I mean, that's why that's why Scripture talks about it being. Hearing the Father is that still voice. It's the quietest in the room, but it requires you to listen intently. Listen, because the enemy is going to be spouting out just a bunch of noise. Typically, that takes you nowhere. And how does this relate to purpose? Well, for the longest time, I've been fighting God because, you know, trying to make things happen on my own and trying to create opportunity and chaos erupts. It's a constant fight. And, you know, we've talked about this on, on previous episodes. When we stop fighting, I think Darren is the one that called it out. When we stop fighting... Everything calms down, and uh, and I continue to see that in in my life until I finally let go, and I opened up my ears. Actually, what I ended up doing was, in the morning, I was doing that devotional through the Glorify app, and in the quiet time moment, and when you do the reflection, uh, they take you through a prayer, and that prayer was, "God, let me hear what you have for me today," and I and I prayed it. And not even about two or three minutes later, after I got done with the devotional, Bill Johnson pops up on my Instagram and speaks that word. Oof, it's deep. I surrendered it, and then he ended up showing up. I think about me, you know, my kids, whenever they get upset at each other, and I can I can do two things. I can come in yelling at them in the same way that they're yelling at each other, or. I can come in gently and direct them, and I'll tell you every single time that I come in gently and direct them. Their response is to hug. If that's not the picture <laughs> that paints the father's heart, I don't know what else will. So, I want to give you a couple of practical things to do. First, um, if you if you don't have a reading plan, like a Bible reading plan. I would highly suggest that as your number one. And so um I'm doing the Bible Project one story that leads to Jesus uh devotional every day. It's in the uh, if you go to the Bible app and search plans, um you'll be able to find it. Um basically it takes you through the Bible in one year. Um but because it's the Bible Project, they 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 paint a lot of context through video. Um so you get a ton of uh really, really, really vital information. And and they teach you also how to read the Bible in the way that it was created to be read. And, um, so anyways, that's number one. Glorify app is another great tool. Um, even if, if that's where you need to start, then start there. There's no right or wrong way to get into God's word. And what I love about the Glorify app is it it takes you through a couple of steps, which is getting your heart prepared, reading scripture, getting an understanding of what you just read, praying about it. and uh, And they kind of make it goal-oriented. So you kind of see yourself progressing over time and consistency building up. It's really about the behavior. So that's the first thing that I would suggest, the most number one practical way. Is, is to get on a, in, on a reading plan. Second is to get in community. And that can be something as simple as joining a small group at, a, at your local church or um, getting a bunch of friends together and doing a Bible study um, or getting a bunch of friends together and just sitting down for coffee and having a conversation about Jesus and letting those bonds form as you're walking together because that is what true discipleship is, is walking with your neighbor. Third thing, super simple, and that's find a church. Get into community with the people that you know and then go get into community with people you don't know because it's really easy to say you're living out scripture when you're in your bedroom or not doing anything with it. I learned this recently, which is wisdom is not just knowing a bunch of information. True wisdom is doing something with that information. And that, that means living it out, living out your purpose with people in community, because you've got to be able to test where you are needing to grow we I mean, we gotta, we gotta be diligent too, I think on searching for that while well, letting God search our hearts for that so that he can do something in us and change our hearts and, and build us up to go and do great things for others. But he does that in community. <laughs> like there, there's a, there's a, a Instagram post going around where uh, it's an old R&B song and, and, uh, the captions like, you know, I was, I was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to totally fail in the way that I'm going to explain this, but basically as a, as a, you know, 10 year old, 13 year old, you were singing about, you're going to financially take care of a, another teenager (laughs) singing these R&B songs. And, um, the, the picture that I'm trying to paint here is that as a kid, you think you you know it just because you hear it, but if you don't live it out, you're not actually living it out. You're not testing it. It's like reading a book, like a self help book, just for entertainment. If you don't if you don't take anything with you, then it's just you just read a bunch of words. And look, I'm guilty of doing that. Like I think we all are, in one ear and not the other. I think we're all really good at that. But this is why scripture is so important. This is why community is so important because it keeps us accountable. You know, life is tough. Things are going to happen in your life, in my life. And I would rather do it with people surrounding me, praying with me and for me. I think that's the goal. Well, actually, that's one of the goals I think that we should all have. Really didn't know what to expect tonight. I just set up my gear and hit record. I felt really led to to talk about these things i think there's somebody right now that is listening and dealing with some really deep pain maybe suicide or just thoughts of not being enough feeling like a failure and i just want i want you to know that god sees you he's hearing you he's listening More than you ever know. And he's a lot closer than you think. So I just want to encourage you that God is listening. He hears you. And even more than that, someone's praying for you. He really wants to do a work in your life. All he needs you to do is say yes, just a simple yes, not a yes and what next. Not a yes and a if. Just yes, and then he'll take care of the rest. Be expectant, listening, and ready, because he's going to move in your life in a way that you don't even understand or even have thought about, contemplated. So let me end with this. I'm going to read Isaiah 60, one through seven. Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness. But God rises on you. His sunrise, glory breaks over you. Nations will come to your light. Kings, to your sunburst brightness. Look up, look around. Watch as they gather. Watch as they approach you. Your sons coming from great distances. Your daughters carried by their nannies. When you see them coming, you'll smile big smiles. Your heart will swell, and yes, burst. All those people returning by sea, for the reunion, a rich harvest of exiles gathered in from the nations, and the streams of camel caravans as far as the eye can see, young camels of nomads in Midian and Ephah, pouring in the south, in from the south, from Sheba loaded with gold and frankincense, preaching the praises of God. And yes, a great roundup of flocks from the nomads in Kedar and Nebaioth. Welcome gifts for worship at my altar as I bathe my glorious temple in splendor. Isaiah 6, he's talking about Israel. After Babylon has destroyed Jerusalem. God's calling them back to him. He's calling you back to him. I believe that deeply. So get up. Get dressed. And be ready. Because God is going to do a work in your life. So I'm going to end it here. Adrian will be back next week. But until next time. Talk to you guys soon. Ciao.